0: This is the eHealth Radio Network, your source for health advice on demand. And now your host, Eric Michaels. Thanks for joining us once again here on the Health Radio Network. This is your host, Eric Michaels. Today, once again, we're speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade. Dr. Martinez has also been an adjunct professor for nearly 14 years, engaging in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations, as well as continues to see a small caseload of individual and couples' clients through telemental health services. Her large catalog of articles for the Huffington Post and EverydayPower.com can be seen in the show notes from her work as a contributor for both publications. Today's topic is the Toll Fertility Issues Take on a Couple and how to support both partners. And Dr. Martina, is always great to have you on the program. Thank
1: you so much for having me back. I appreciate it.
0: You're certainly more than welcome. Always good to have you. And this topic actually... I actually knew someone personally who got a divorce over this topic, so it's good that we're covering this. So let's get started. You know that couples that struggle with infertility are three times more likely to divorce than other couples, and I know you've had some additional information and stats you'd like to share with us in these regards as well.
1: Yes, uh, and I'm so sorry to hear about that, and it does back up this, unfortunately. Um, There was a Danish study of 47,515 women that shows that uh, couples that struggle with infertility are three times more likely to divorce than other couples. Um, the cost of fertility treatments, um, the heartbreak of a failed pregnancy, the inability to get pregnant all, these factors all cause a strain on a couple. Um, the IHR.com uh, directory of infertility and IVF, that's in vitro fertilization clinics, Say that the average round of IVF costs twelve to fifteen thousand dollars each. Um, it's probably higher now. This is, that's a few years out of date. Um, the average cost of IVF that insurance covers is only three to five thousand per round, um, and so the total for two total rounds. So many insurance companies offer no coverage at all, um, and so. Uh, and the greatest success is for three to four cycles and many insurance companies only cover one to two cycles. Um, so you can see the financial toll alone has a serious toll on couples who want to go that route. Another strain for infertility is the inability for a woman to get pregnant, stay pregnant, or to continually miscarry. So all of these factors are additionally devastating on a couple. Um, each, each month, each cycle, the couple gets their hopes up and they're often met with disappointment. And so The disappointment of when the woman gets pregnant but is unable to carry a viable pregnancy. Um, UpToDate.com estimates that eight to twenty percent of pregnancies end in miscarriage. Eighty percent of those happen in the first twelve weeks. So they followed with another study that estimates that rate is as high as thirty-one percent. So a couple may have one miscarriage; they may have many, but each one is a terrible loss. And so many people who have gone through. One, start to follow the adage that not telling anyone um, until after the first 12 weeks of pregnancy to avoid telling, um, having to tell people that they lost another baby over and over becomes this conversation that they're keeping all of this to themselves as a couple and dealing with it. And so this creates a situation with them as a couple dealing with the grief and having the stress among, just among, between them, and this starts to chip away at the relationship and create this friction between them as a couple and have and only supporting each other.
0: Yeah. Certainly some good information to get things underway here today. Good information on this topic. Now, you note that there are some common patterns and behaviors in many relationships that struggle. What are some of the reasons that you tend to see that happen so that listeners can recognize these patterns?
1: Well, when people are doing fertility treatments, um, the hormone injections, uh, doing things by cycle whatever they're using to try to become pregnant and deal with infertility. Um, Some common uh, factors can be that sex can become routine and goal oriented as opposed to spontaneous and enjoyable. There's the emotional toll of getting uh, negative pregnancy tests or losing pregnancies early um, in the process um, that they often feel that other people can't understand or even uh, the female feels that her partner can't possibly understand the couple always assume a couple that always assume that children were going to be part of the package or envision mini me's is now faced with the fact that a natural childbirth may not be a reality for them um, initially they may support each other through the disappointment but eventually this can cause conflict between them um, i just i touched on the before that the woman may uh, feel like her partner does not understand the experience since she's the one that her body is going through the experience she may fear um, that her and she may not she may fear in that voice uh, that her partner is going to leave her if she's unable to have a child, or she may voice this a lot, um, and her partner may feel um, unable to convince convince her or fully support her through through those fears. Uh, she may be struggling with her own concept of self esteem uh, and womanhood, and and not being able to bear a biological child of her own.
0: Now, another question to take this even further, you make a special point to focus on both members of the couple and how people can't support them. You note that people tend to support the woman, and in certain dynamics, if it is a male-female relationship, note he may be the main support for her, but people don't tend to check and see how he is doing within the situation, and this partner may tend to not ask for help and support as well. So what should people in their life do?
1: Well, and... In both this question and the next, I'm going to sort of thread the needle because I do both think that people need to let people know that they are there to support them and also that people need to mind their business. Uh, So I sort of talk about both these things because this is one of the areas that people are um, inappropriately intrusive about and they don't know what's going on in people's lives. But people do need to let people know that they are there for them when people are obvious that they need uh the support so first uh the the partner is often the main support for the person that is going through the infertility problems so they need to let this person know that they are there for them if they need them um they need to ask them if the person obviously um demonstrates that they are struggling um and reach out to them uh, that Ask them how they're coping uh, with the loss and disappointment. If, um, they tend to often be the main support for their partner, and they are never typically asked how they are doing. Um, they're never asked if they need help or support at all. So that in and of itself um, is something. If people ask them if they need it, they will tell you if they do or not. Um, avoid putting. They want to avoid putting additional burden on their partner. Um, re- if you reach out and check on them, um, just offer to be an ear to listen, to have a coffee or a drink with, go out and take their minds off things. Sometimes that's all they need. Um, I can remember from, uh, people in my life who have, uh, lost a pregnancy pretty late in the term or, um, have lost numer- numerous pregnancies where I've gone and done with my friend and people have just taken the partner out for a night out. And that was tremendously helpful just for them to be able to go get some air and get some space and be able to breathe as part of the couple, um, just see how they're coping. see how they're dealing with their own disappointment and hurt or just get to mayor. Um most importantly, if you make the offer, follow through. Um, if you say that you're gonna be someone to lean on, be somebody who your words match your actions, that they will just appreciate sometimes the gesture of the offer. A lot of the time, there are things that they just speak an unbiased or sometimes a biased uh, third party. Um, is a gesture that they will greatly appreciate there are things that if, especially if people have been struggling for a long time and sometimes this process is years, there are things that they need to get off their chest that they don't, don't and can't say to their partner and the mere act of getting it out um, is the factor that could save some of these relationships where they feel like it's too awful a thought to say and they don't in their heart of hearts, mean it, but they just need to get it off their chest. And if they are just harboring it themselves, it will eat away at them.
0: Really do appreciate the feedback and information so far on this topic. We've been speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade and has also been an adjunct professor for nearly 14 years. She engages in domestic and international consulting for various individuals groups and organizations and offers individual and couples consulting via telemental health services and she's joined us once again here on eHealth Radio psychology and relationship channels a part of the eHealth Radio network now continuing on you note know, there are some common habits that most people are guilty of that people should stop doing right away if they take nothing else away from this uh, conversation today
1: yes and this was a little bit of what I touched on in the previous uh question and answer. um, it's starting that Neil then, people are more likely, you can let people know you are there for them if and when and whatever they need for you. And they are more likely to come to you. Um, And I think this is so important, especially with the holidays coming up and families gathering, um, for people to remember that um, or anytime you're going to get together people so that people can feel comfortable around their friends and family um, is to stop asking people if they are trying. Stop asking people if they are expecting. Stop putting your hands on people um, if you don't know what their bubble is, uh, if you that we talked about, um if you have no idea of their personal trauma history, if you have no idea what recently happened to them, um, For I can think of um, my my own experiences early in, in, my, in my marriage when I would get a just a tight, tight, tight grip on me asking me um, I, if I'm trying, how far along we are. And it, it could have been within days of uh, losing a pregnancy. And so you don't know what just happened within somebody's life. There are people I, I see, many people who within three days of them uh, doing an IVF treatment or losing a pregnancy, uh, and they will have this happen to them at a family gathering or with friends. Don't say things to people who have been together for a while, such as, so you didn't, you didn't want children, huh? Um, you don't know that they may have been trying for years and had uh, fertility issues. Um, no one should have to explain that to you. Um, it's very hurtful. And don't assume that a female of a certain age uh, put her career first, uh, had a family, um, because you are not privy to what else is going on in their lives. And that may be very painful. Um, to to say or to have said, no, you don't know, we don't know someone else's entire life and what is going on. So be thoughtful, maybe, I guess, simply put, mind your business uh, until someone uh, comes to you, tells you, or you know more. People will tell you, they will fill you in, they will ask for the help that they need, and they will be more likely to ask you for the help that you need if you create a safe space and are a safe person for them.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. And again, thanks for your feedback on that as well. Most helpful. Now, lastly, what advice would you like to leave both the couples with and those who care about them?
1: Yes. uh, Well, often uh, the woman who would carry a child is often um, supported and comforted from their spouse and their friends and their family. The partner is often overlooked with the divorce rate so high among the couples that struggle with infertility, um, letting the partner know. Um, that they are also supported, that you are there for them if you need them. Um, and again, telling with the previous answer, uh, leave, leaving at that, letting them know that you are there for them uh, and supporting them, but also tying back into earlier of um, following through if they reach out uh, for support, um, letting them know that creating a space uh, where they can talk about what they're really thinking, feeling can make all the difference. So um, when things that are so hurtful and And difficult with a partner, allowing the space for them to be supported and getting things out in a safe and supportive way, Uh, that ability to feel supported in each member of the couple to feel like they're equally supported, um, and that each of their unique needs can be met, can actually save the union in some of these uh, couples. And that seems well worth the effort it would take to simply be a supportive person in each of their lives.
0: Once again, I mentioned it on the lead-in. A a lot of folks have no idea what couples are going through, and especially in a situation like this. So once again, we appreciate your lending some helpful advice and insight here on today's topic. And again, uh, if listeners wanted to tap into your resources, services, and or other information, how could they get further details?
1: Uh, They can reach me at my website at drnickimartinez.com. That's D-R-N-I-K-K-I. M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z dot com. They can reach me at LinkedIn uh, at the LinkedIn website and it's N-I-K-K-I hyphen M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z. They can also uh, uh, check out any of my prior work at the archive links in the show notes. And also, I would love for them to check out the new site I'm a contributor on, which is resilientstories.com. And that's also in the show notes.
0: And as always, listeners, you can find all links mentioned within the show notes of this broadcast as well. Dr. Martinez, thanks so much again and look forward to speaking with you very soon.
1: Thank you so much. Take care.
0: Again, we've been speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade. And has also been an adjunct professor for nearly 14 years, engaging in domestic and international consulting for various individuals groups and organizations and offers individual and couples consulting via telemental health services and for all the details simply visit dr nikki and again this has been your host eric michaels and we do thank you for your continued support of the ehealth radio network join us again soon for another episode that will help further expand your knowledge on those things that are important to your health and wellness for more ehealth radio reports we invite you to visit our main radio channel site at ehealthradionetwork.com. And as always, we do thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the eHealth Radio Network. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit ehealthradionetwork.com.